Welcome back to On the Job with Porak, our podcast where we provide law enforcement updates and commentary. I'm Brian Marvel, president of Porak. And I'm Damon Kurtz, vice president of Porak. Well, we're uh, going to just chat a little bit about post-election, uh, post-primary uh, election, because obviously we have an election in uh, November, but uh, we, uh, we had some great uh, success in the uh, district attorney race. Uh, up Francisco. and down the state, yeah, yeah, up and down the state, we had some really good turnout and uh, made some changes where changes needed to be made. Yeah, uh, you know, San Francisco was unique. Um, we 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 supported the recall of uh, Chase Boudin, but uh, we weren't directly involved. And uh, you know, my mantra about San Francisco is is I think they uh, they have a very high tolerance for being victims. But I think uh, even with uh, Chase uh, uh, Boudin, the district attorney, I think it reached a point to where uh, they no longer wanted to be victims and they wanted to change it. Yeah, that, that can be said for, I mean, really the entire state of California when it comes to legislation and the legislators that they choose to elect, whether it's the attorney general level, not attorney general, but the uh, uh district attorney level or uh, uh, whatever level of the, of the state legislature. I, I use the analogy that we're uh, the, the, the voter base in California are a bunch of frogs in a pot of water and don't understand why it's getting hotter because we keep voting for the heat to be turned up. And we're hoping that that pendulum's starting to swing and people are tired of being you know the victims. Yeah, I definitely uh, would say this. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say the election was like a complete Hey, we're all moving to law and order now, and, and we're going to hold criminals accountable. But uh, I definitely felt with uh, some of the successes we saw in the uh, district attorney races uh, and the fact that uh, Chase Boudin was recalled. Um, the other, so there's a group, the Progressive Attorney Alliance, uh, and there's four of them in the state. Which uh, was Chase Boudin, George Gascon, uh, Diane Becton out of Contra Costa County, and uh, Tori Verber Salazar out of San Joaquin. So that was other big win for us. Absolutely, uh, the fact that uh, Ron Freitas uh, pretty much won that outright, or at least as of this recording, uh, he's over the fifty percent threshold. Uh, he's going to win that. Uh, if George Gascon, uh, if they get the signatures, they're on the cusp of getting that. Um, we could pretty much uh, three of the four prosecutors alliance, which are progressive district attorneys, will be not in office. Yeah. And maybe we can get back to where the, the justice system is about victims and accountability versus uh, the other way around where no one really meant anything and let's just let everybody out. Yep. And I think, uh, you know, unfortunately with the, the loss in uh, Contra Costa County, but, uh, you know, that was an interesting one. You have that uh, Open Society group gave about $2 million. Uh, they dropped like 1.5, like 10 days before the election. I was talking to uh, several of our members in the uh, in that area and region, and it was nonstop commercials for yeah. uh, District Attorney uh, Diane Becton. So well, it just goes to show you, the more money you have, the better chance you have to get elected. And unfortunately, it's not your platform, your qualifications; it's how much money you have. Uh, and you know, go back to my uh, frogs in a pot of water comment. Most folks don't educate themselves on what the issues are or the candidates, and uh, they vote they vote straight down a party line or what they're what they see on TV and don't take the time to really learn what's going on. Yeah, and then uh, turnout was just monstrously low. Yeah, statewide, dismal, yeah. dismal. 
unbelievable. So we were uh, really happy. Uh, nine out of 10 uh, wins on the district attorneys and almost looks like I think it's going to be nine out of 10 uh, complete victories where there will not be any uh, November election. So, Which is nice. Yes. Uh, obviously, there's a couple other races that we're closely watching. Uh, Alameda County uh, is going to be one that we need to watch and a couple others around the state. So really happy with the results in the district attorneys. Uh, I think that bodes well for, uh, like you said, public safety, but it also bodes well for uh, holding uh, criminals accountable uh, for their actions because it just really seemed over the last few years that uh, criminals were held up on a pedestal. Um, you know, it was other reason uh, for why they committed the crimes uh, and exploited other individuals uh, as part of their crimes. And it's uh, it's good to see that people are like, yeah, we're tired of this. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, other good news for us is um, obviously, um, you know, we sent an email out to our membership. Uh, we have a current board member who ran for a Butte County board supervisor spot. Uh, at the time of this recording, it, it looks like he's going to win outright. Uh, um, it's, it's just going to be great to see him in there. Peter Durfee. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I think, you know, we have a mantra. We're always asking for uh, law enforcement, former law enforcement, um, to get engaged, to, to run for office if you have the ability to run for office or the, the appetite for it. Um, and, and that's something you have to think about, whether you have the appetite for it. Um, you know, Peter uh, didn't like what was going on in his county. He's a Chico police officer, but uh, he ran for the Board of Supervisors there in Butte County, and uh, he won outright uh, at this point. Uh, he's got the 50 plus one. There'll be no runoff. And he's going to take an active role on the, in the you know, direction his county moves. And I think that's awesome. I think, uh, you know, for us in public safety, whether you're um, in law enforcement or one of the other fields, we get to see society at its lowest and its highest. And we see all, all portions of, of our communities uh, from the affluent to those uh, that are, uh, you know, in, in poverty. And I think we're better suited in most cases to kind of govern from that perspective to make sure that uh, we're doing what's right for our communities. You know, it's not all about law and order. It's also about making what, doing what's right for our communities. And I think that uh, he's going to do a good job. Yeah, and, and, and to add to that, you know, uh, with that perspective, um, you know, Peter's going to want to work much more collaboratively with with public safety when it comes to crafting uh, local legislation uh, at the county. And, you know, it's, it's, there's some irony in the fact that, you know, over the last several years, we've had to deal with a lot of uh, legislation that's affecting our profession. And I just read an article up in Washington state, uh, this guy kidnapped a lady and uh, gets in a car, obviously pursuits on. He's calling the 911 dispatchers, uh, telling them that this is an illegal pursuit and Seattle PD needs to break off uh, because there's state law up there that says they're not allowed to pursue people. Uh, and it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, sometimes our elected officials are so quick to write legislation that they actually don't think it through all the way. Uh, and what it's going to look like at the very end. Uh, and that's why you need people in office that are willing to work collaboratively with all stakeholders. Absolutely. I mean, quite often that's really our role up here at PORAC, right, is going to the legislators when with their proposed legislation and say, hey, you didn't think about this, right? We're there to say, yeah, but um, it's unfortunate they don't think it through. And as of the last few years, don't really want to hear what our perspective is. But uh, ultimately, um, they are starting to listen, and um, hopefully that trend continues. Yeah, and I think it's important to to recognize that 
you know, I think they were riding a wave over the last couple of years and they just thought they could railroad over uh, with a lot of legislation and proposals when in reality we're starting to uh, see the dramatic effects and consequences within our own communities of how detrimental that's been. Yeah, it's it's, and I think that's the pushback, and that's what we're seeing at the, uh, you know, in the polls, and what we're seeing, you know, with the elections, the recent one. I mean, we uh, another another uh, law enforcement uh, Juan Alanis looks like he's going to make the runoff and uh, have a chance to represent us in the state capitol at the assembly level, and um, you know, we're fully behind him, and we, you know, we're hoping that uh, he's successful in the end as well. Yeah, it'd be great to uh, get another uh, peace officer uh, in the assembly, especially. Um, uh, because of losing um, Jim Cooper. Jim Cooper, yeah. And Jim Cooper, uh, if folks don't know, he's really been one of our best advocates here in the, in the Capitol, as in the Assembly. And uh, he ran for Sacramento Sheriff, where he came from as a retired captain. And he's uh, he won it outright uh, um, quite convincingly. And uh, he's going to go take over the Sheriff's Department there. It'll be a loss for us in the Capitol, but, um, you know, from the advocacy side, you know, in the, in the, uh, state sheriffs, I think, uh, you know, we're gaining another ally and I think that's good. Um, but getting, if we can get Juan in there to, to, uh, join some of the other folks in there, I think we'll be in good shape. Yeah. And, and it'll help with, uh, Tom Lackey yeah. <laughs> being the only other, uh, yeah. law enforcement, uh, person up there. And, and, you know, if you looked at some of our previous podcasts, we had, uh, uh, Tom Lackey was giving us a perspective of, of running a campaign, getting elected and being in office. And then Peter Durfee was here first time running for office to get his perspective. So it'll be good to get Peter back in when he gets uh, sworn in and have a conversation and talk to him a little bit about what his campaign was like. But um, like Damon said, you know, we really would like to get more peace officers to run for office. But with that said, you have to reach out. Yes. Uh, you have to let us know that you're running for office. You have to lo- reach out to the local chapter. You have to work on the support. It's it's just not going to be an automatic stamp uh, of, of approval and support. No, no. I mean, look, you know, we've also seen it, and I know I have, uh, where former peace officers get into certain offices and they aren't what we think they're going to be. And they literally, in my opinion at times, forget where they came from. Um, but, you know, too often when it comes to elected office, it you know, people get in for the right reasons, but their motives change after getting in office from doing what's right to doing what gets reelected. And that's probably one of the biggest problems we have right now is not doing the right thing. It's doing what they think will get them reelected. And that's a problem. So we're really uh, thankful and grateful for uh, the support uh, for Juan Alanis in Assembly District 22. So if you're in that uh, Stanislaus County area, uh, please vote for him in the November general election. Uh, and congratulations to uh, Peter Durfee out of Butte County and also uh, Jim Cooper uh, being the next uh, Sacramento County Sheriff. <laughs> Moving on to the Assembly races. Um we were involved in uh, several of the races in the assembly district, but one uh, it's a little bit near and dear to me down in San Diego, um, Assembly District 80. Uh, we supported uh, David Alvarez, um, which I think will be uh, a good um, 
will be good for his district, uh, will be good for him to work up here in Sacramento. Um, when he was on the city council and I was down in San Diego, uh, he always had an open door. And that's really what we expect. Um, we don't expect anybody that we support or endorse to be 100 percent with us. That's just that's impossible. But what we like is the opportunity to be able to sit down have candid conversations and talk about the legislation that's being proposed. Absolutely. That you're going to be open-minded to the conversations we're bringing. You know, here in this state, um, it, you know, it's funny at the at the ballot box, people tend to be completely partisan in how they vote and how they think. But the reality is we can't be that at the state capitol when we're doing our job. And even here at PORAC, we cannot be a partisan organization. We can't focus on one or the other, and particularly here in the state of California, we have to be more open to, uh, you know, more, I'd say, center left uh, ideas. Um, I can't say that we're all open to the really far left. And so that's really been our goal is to try and find moderate candidates on both sides of the aisle, the aisle to uh, so that when we're having discussions about legislation, there is a give and take and that common sense prevails. Um, again, I always say it's usually not the what that they're trying to accomplish, it's the how. And if we can have a conversation about the how and come to a consensus on that, then we're in a good place. And it's finding candidates that we can do that with. That's the hard part. Yeah, you, re you really need to find candidates that are problem solvers. But when I say that, uh, problem solvers in a sense that they're willing to speak to a lot of people to find that sweet spot in getting legislation through because, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, in California, there's a super majority, so they could probably railroad a lot of organizations throughout the state, but that's not good policy. And even here at PORAC, our mantra has always been, you know, we're here for good policy, not good headlines. Um, so that's really what we try to focus on and work on. And I think it's important that we try to elect candidates uh, that also reflect that because, um, you know, crafting legislation that uh, is good policy. It's, it's good for our communities. Uh, it's good for law enforcement. And it's good for the social workers in a sense of making sure that the people that need help get the right help. Yeah. Unfortunately, too often it's uh, folks want to be divisive because that creates headlines. It raises funds for their campaigns. And uh, it, it uh, but it just it's a problem all the way around and you really can't get anything accomplished when you're being divisive. But uh, for some folks, that's that's their MO. And uh, there are some folks in the in the Capitol who, you know, typically don't even have to read the language in their bill. We just automatically know it's probably not going to be good and it's probably going to be divisive. And it, that's unfortunate. And the last big race, obviously, uh, one of the most important races, and I think probably the the biggest race in the state of California was the uh, the attorney general's race. Um, we endorsed uh, District Attorney Anne Marie Schubert. Um, we did that based on the fact that uh, she's a career prosecutor. Um, she's not looking to seek higher office outside of being the best attorney general that the state could possibly have. Uh, and she wants to hold people accountable, uh, especially criminals, uh, for their actions and the uh, crime that they commit. Um, so we were really uh, disappointed that uh, she didn't make the top two because uh, we really felt if she was in the top two, then uh, it would have been a very good race. I think there would have been some great topics of discussion that we need to have in this state when it comes to crime and keeping our communities safe, where now I'm, I'm just not sure what the race is going to look like in November. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate. Um, we obviously believe she was the best candidate. Uh, 
you know, she was more of a common sense approach. She was a prosecutor. That's what she did. Um, she was about upholding the law and, you know, the, you know, the eyes of justice being blind, right? That's her. Um, she really followed the law and that's what we wanted up there. Unfortunately, I think what we're going to have is uh, politics uh, within the attorney general's office. And that's really not where it belongs. Um, but um, at the end, we're going to see how this plays out. Yeah. And obviously, whoever gets in there, we'll, we'll work uh, with the best we possibly can. Absolutely. Just like the, uh, just like the uh, elected officials uh, throughout the state. And then, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we had the speakers fight with uh, Assemblymember Revis uh, coming out, stating that he had the, the majority of caucus votes to, uh, to be the next speaker of the assembly. So we're going to see how that plays out. Uh, that was a pretty interesting. Uh, uh, well, it happened on a Friday, three day weekend, and then it came back. <laughs> uh, then it came back, and then uh, we uh, uh, they spent six hours in caucus, and uh, I guess we're now we're in a wait and see. Yeah, you know, it's I, I'm excited to see what happens going forward. Obviously, we still have the rest of this legislative session um, to deal with, and you know, we've done we've we've with the help of uh, um, Randy Perry and Aaron Reed, we've been really successful on the the bills that we've targeted. Um, the kind of I think taking advantage of the fact that it's an election year, uh, but also that pendulum that we feel like is swinging. But will it be interesting to see what happens next year, what the legislation looks like next year to really find out whether that pendulum is swinging and whether leadership is changing with inside the Capitol. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what happens, you know, cautiously optimistic. I think that uh, we're going to have... We're going to have some races that we're going to be focused on going forward. We, you know, definitely got to stay engaged, got yeah. to stay focused. Uh, you yep. know, we're going to be looking at some of our congressional races as well and make sure that we're, yeah. we're focused there. And, you know, we anticipate uh, a, a change, you know, at the federal level. Yeah. We want to make sure we're engaged and that uh, we continue to expand our footprint, not only here in the state of California, but also federally when it comes to law enforcement and yeah. the representation that we bring. Yeah, and just to uh, finish out with the uh, the speaker, you know that, like you said, it'll be interesting to see how that ultimately plays out and what happens uh, during this year. Um, with that said, though, uh, and I know we talked a lot of uh, about endorsing candidates and stuff. So, uh, if there are candidates out there, uh, especially at the chapters and your members, make sure you go to the chapter meetings, uh, talk to your chapter presidents, uh, fill out those questionnaires so we can start evaluating them and uh, getting the candidates in. Uh, we definitely like candidates who uh, to do ride-alongs uh, with their local law enforcement. If they can get into the uh, force option simulator, uh, would be optimal. Uh, and then having some uh, candid conversation with the local folks because they, local chapters and regions make recommendations to the full board of directors for endorsements, especially on the state level. Uh, so we look forward to uh, to hearing from those. So again, I want to thank everybody for uh, taking the time and listening to the Act podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Give us a follow on our social media platform and a thumbs up on whichever podcast platform you're using. As always, we'd like to close this out by thanking our nation's law enforcement. We hope you stay safe and have a great day. Borak.
Tech is California's largest law enforcement organization and the largest statewide association in the nation, representing over 77,000 public safety members since 1953. Our monthly podcasts, as well as past episodes, are available on Porac.org, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Porac's YouTube channel, or where popular podcasts are downloaded. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms and tag us with your suggestions for future show topics. To learn more about our organization, visit us at Porac.org. We are Porac.